Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Adriana Popescu. I am a licensed clinical psychologist, an addiction and trauma specialist, and an empowerment coach based out of San Francisco, California. I host this podcast, Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. And today we're gonna flip the script a bit And we're going to have me be the featured guest on the podcast and my good friend and colleague who works with me um, on my business, Heather McMillan, is going to be the one who's interviewing me today on the subject of what is trauma. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you about this topic and hello to everyone out there. I'm usually behind the scenes working with this show, this amazing show, and having listened to every show that Adriana has done over the last couple of years, trauma has been an amazing and consistent theme in every single episode. So I would love to know, Adriana, how did you get inspired to work with trauma and what inspired this podcast and the work that you're doing? Yes. And to, I'm going to go ahead and drop the bomb on why we're even doing this episode at this time. This is actually to celebrate the launch of a new business that I've created called Firebird Healing which is going to be specifically for treating trauma. Um, We're starting with some online stuff and eventually we'll be moving into uh, in-person workshops and retreats and programs and things like that. Um, Because now we need, we need trauma treatment now more than ever. Um, But to come back to your question, how did this all get started? Uh, It really, I think through my own personal life experiences, right? Like I was a child of parents who experienced a lot of trauma themselves um, having escaped, you know, they were children in World War II, and that was terrifying in Eastern Europe and Romania, um, which actually did go back and forth. Uh, it was invaded by the Nazis, and then the Allied forces came in, and Russia, um, you know, took over. And uh, so they survived World War II, they survived communism, 16 years of communism, which was very difficult and traumatic. And then they managed to escape Romania, come to Canada, and then to the United States. So Already, there was a lot of trauma just in, um, ancestrally that I had inherited from my parents, grandparents, you know, and, and all of the rest of my lineage. But then also my own personal experience as a child, um, you know, there was some level of, um, I would say, kind of bullying and harassment that I got as a kid, being different, being, you know, first generation American, having a funny name things like that, but it was more the traumas of uh, my parents getting divorced in a very messy, ugly way, at times even violent. Um, And when my father died when I was 15. And these traumas occurred to me and I had no one to talk to. There was none of my peers, classmates really understood um, what I was going through because those things hadn't happened to them yet. I was always the first kid that these traumatic things happened to. 
And um, at that time, therapy was considered really uh, not okay. It was highly stigmatized. You were crazy if you had to go to the shrink. So uh, that wasn't something I was really open to. Something my parents it felt more like a threat um, than it felt like something that would be helpful. A uh, very different time in the 70s. And luckily, the times have changed and therapy is now much more welcomed and destigmatized. But it was really that I felt unsupported. And as I got older and, and became you know, a teenager, my friends would always come to me with their problems. And they felt very reassured by my listening ear, or maybe I would give them advice or whatever it was. And then they, as their parents started going through divorces or someone might lose a parent or whatever. Um, and I remember being in college, after college, you know, a friend of mine died in a car accident and all of my other friends had never experienced the death of a loved one before, you know? So I was the one who was kind of holding everyone together. And so of course that naturally lended itself to uh, choosing a profession. I was lucky to know pretty early on, I wanted to do this type of work. My father was a doctor, so I was already oriented toward healing practices, but psychology specifically drew me because of my own personal traumatic experiences that I felt um, that I had to get through on my own that I really didn't have support for. And I wanted other people to not have to go through what I did. So. Um, that's why I chose this path. And like I mentioned before, trauma has been a huge theme of this show and of your own life. And how would you describe trauma? Like really what is trauma? Right. Well, and that's the interesting thing because you, I don't, it's not a black or white, you know, this is trauma. It's, it's your interpretation of it that determines whether or not it's traumatic, right? Like you and I, or a bunch of us could experience the same thing. Let's say like a natural disaster or a fire or something. Um, a lot of which we've had in Northern California the last few years. And, you know, some of us might just be completely devastated. Like my life is over. I lost everything. And someone else might say, yeah, that was awful. But, you know, I, I feel supported by my friends and loved ones. And I've realized that material things aren't that important to me and I get a fresh start and I have a new take on things. You know, that perspective is what we would call post-traumatic growth is when you're able to look at an experience and actually recognize that, you know, I'm not a victim. I'm not in a disempowered, powerless, helpless place um, and I can grow from the experience. So uh, I think you know, how we interpret trauma is very much based on our own individual definition. But what I would say, how I would define trauma is uh, an experience that you have that overwhelms you and your nervous system to the point that you're not able to bounce back or recover very easily from it. It leaves lasting effects. So are there different types of trauma? Like I've heard you talk on the show many times with guests about little T traumas and big T traumas. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's something that comes out of sort of psychology jargon, you know, um, and trying to, because I think most people's understanding of trauma is big T trauma, um, assault, uh, rape, um, war, um, losing a limb, you know, uh, a catastrophic event of some sort. But people often do not see the little t trauma as being as significant as big t trauma. And that's what we are trying to 
educate people on is that little t trauma can be just as bad as big t trauma, depending on your experience of it. So that might include things like the loss of a relationship, um, the loss of a pet, um, the being harassed or bullied at work or school or by someone, um, just living here in this reality, being bombarded constantly with negative, you know, information in the news or traumas that are happening all around the world. When you're a highly sensitive person like I am or an empath, you know, you may be so acutely aware of what's all the pain and suffering of other people that you might experience that as traumatic. You know, we have this term in psychology called vicarious traumatization, which a lot of us will experience when we're listening all day long to people's like horrible experiences. We ourselves can get impacted by that as if the trauma you know, were occurring to us. Or if we witness vicarious trauma, it can also show up if you witness, like I did, I witnessed essentially domestic violence between my parents and that had an impact on me. It traumatized me to, to even see that, even though I, it didn't happen to me. Um, so that's kind of what we mean by big T versus little t traumas. Yeah, but both can be equally impactful on someone's life because trauma affects you on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. Obviously, you know, it impacts your body. Um, we lock that energy of trauma into our bodies a lot of times. Um, I used to be a massage therapist. And when I was working on someone's body, sometimes I would touch one body part and they would just start bawling. All this emotion would come out that they didn't even know was there because as Besser van der Kolk says, who's a major trauma expert, the body keeps the score. So the body knows all the experiences that we've had. And sometimes the, the unprocessed uh, energy of the trauma gets locked in. It impacts us emotionally um, because we experience fear and panic and terror and powerlessness and helplessness. Oftentimes anger can come up around a traumatic experience. Mentally, it affects us in terms of how we come to see ourselves, you know, we form conclusions based on the traumas we've experienced. Um, a lot of people end up with a, some sort of, you know, core false belief is uh, a term I coined for my good friend and colleague, TJ Woodward in conscious recovery. You know, we talk about core false beliefs. So you might come to believe, for example, I'm powerless over the things that happened to me, or I deserved it. You know, I deserve that abuse or something because I'm a bad person. I'm not enough. So trauma definitely impacts us mentally. And it also impacts us spiritually, which is the part people don't always look at, you know, like it can affect someone's um, ability to fully be here engaged, living their life. Um, because oftentimes people dissociate and disconnect. Uh, they might cut themselves off from their own inherent uh, well-being. They might cut themselves off from friendships and relationships because when you've had traumatic experiences, there's this feeling of not being safe that comes with it. And when you don't feel safe, you might not feel comfortable forming relationships. You might not feel comfortable. Um, you might not trust people. You might expect, you know, based on previous experiences that you're going to be hurt. You're going to be harmed. You're going to be betrayed. And so sometimes there's this isolation and loneliness that can come um, from experiencing trauma, which also disconnects us. To me, spirit, you know, when we look at spirituality, we're looking at connection, connection to self, the world around you, source, God, universe, higher power. Um, and oftentimes with a trauma, we feel cut off from that. Many people will say, 
you know, something like, how could God let that happen? You know, things like that. So we really are impacted physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually when we experience a traumatic event. So would you say that more people have experienced trauma than maybe we even acknowledge? For sure. I think just living here and the reality that we do at this time, when we are bombarded all the time with energy, like we're bombarded with just the energy of like cell phones and radio waves and microwaves. I mean, literally like energetically we're being bombarded. Um, And we're being bombarded with messages all the time from again, media, social media. There's a lot of fear that's put out there. Um, There's a lot of pain and suffering. There's a lot of chaos and confusion in the world right now. So yeah, the very act of that, I mean, this pandemic, how traumatic was that for the entire world, right? Or this war that's happening, you know, right now in Ukraine, that's having a world impact. It's not just about Russia and the Ukraine. All of us are being impacted. I mean, look at the gas station, you know, when, and things like that. So um, watching the news and just like constantly story after story after story of horrible things that people have done to each other and to themselves. It's just, it overwhelms the system. You know, it really can overwhelm your nervous system, which is why so much of the work that I do around trauma is also around self-care. Like, how do you take care of yourself in the midst of this insanity that we're living in right now on planet Earth? Wow. So would you say that there's some common myths and misconceptions about trauma out there? Oh, for sure. Um, Well, one, you know, what are we even calling trauma? So I think a lot of people are minimizing, oh, well, you know, that happens to everybody. It's no big deal. So there's the dismissing of things that really have had an impact. That's, I think, a misperception. I also think that in some circles and maybe even in more traditional you know, medical models or psychiatric models, there's sort of this idea that if you've experienced a lot of trauma, like, and maybe you have a diagnosis of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, there's this idea that you can't really heal from that. That's just, that's just like a condition like diabetes. You're going to have it for the rest of your life and you're going to have to learn how to manage it. I think that's a giant misperception because in my experience, we actually can heal if we want to, and we're willing to do the work, and it may not be always easy to do this work, I will say that, but if you're willing to do the work and work and look at those unresolved traumas and how they have impacted you, we have some incredibly powerful healing tools that can allow us to actually permanently release the traumatic energies, emotions, beliefs, all that stuff, and free ourselves of the feeling of being victim to the things that have happened to us. We can shift all of that. And so um, that's why I love that for Firebird. That's why I chose that image, you know, and that symbol of the Phoenix bird, right? The Phoenix bird rises from the ashes of destruction. To me, that's what trauma can be. Post-traumatic growth is just that, being that Phoenix bird that can uh, not only survive uh, a catastrophic experience, but can actually thrive and fly and soar and be free. And that's why, you know, one of the things that I thought was so timely about the the launch of this program is that I'm launching it on the 4th of July, right? Because for me, that symbolizes freedom. And what if we could truly have freedom from our traumas? 
Yeah, and wait till you guys see this website. It's just absolutely amazing. I got to see a sneak peek of it today and it is so beautiful and inspiring. And with that, can you tell us a little bit more about the tools and the, the methods of handling trauma? Yeah. So traditional psychology, you know, has some wonderful tools, which of course we are always using, you know, in, in our work, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, psychodynamic therapies, um, even, even I would say, um, you know, the humanistic perspective the transpersonal, that's a little less, not everybody is aware of that part of psychology, but that's more the work that came out of the sixties and seventies with the human potential movement and, that was what my um, PhD was in, was in transpersonal psychology, which is all about like, what are the highest reaches of human potential? Um, so very much like how does trauma impact our ability to live up to our full potential? Um, so all of that for sure, um, narrative therapy, which is about your story and how you are seeing yourself and your life through the lens of your story and how can we change that story? All of that stuff is super powerful. With cognitive behavioral therapy, your thinking creates your emotions, which then lead to behaviors. Um, so that's very useful. And of course, that's all embedded in the work that I and the other people that are going to be working with Firebird do. But really, I think what makes this uniquely different is the use of the holistic therapies that we offer. So um, all these energy psychology techniques, like emotional freedom techniques, EFT or tapping, neuroemotional technique, um, be set free fast, which I love. I wrote my dissertation on that one, and I'm an authorized trainer of it. The tools of access consciousness, brain spotting, which derives from EMDR, somatic therapies. You know, eventually when we're doing in-person stuff. Um, body work, acupuncture, massage, um, access bars and body processes, somatic experiencing, um, trauma release exercises, which is really interesting. Um, I've been a lifelong student of all these modalities in the quest for my own healing. I also experienced, I didn't mention this, but I also experienced the trauma of having chronic illness. Um, I had almost a 20 year struggle with uh, Lyme disease and chronic fatigue syndrome and so health stuff can be, having an illness can be hugely traumatic. Um, so along my journey, I've discovered a lot of really amazing and powerful tools and techniques that I wanna bring to Firebird to really empower people to heal on all of those levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Can you tell us a little bit more about what we can expect from Firebird going forward? Yes. So we're starting because of the pandemic, you know, originally um, the vision for Firebird was to be uh, local here in the Bay Area, uh, to be an intensive outpatient program. I had designed a whole curriculum for it um, <laughs> to be like a month long or possibly a three month long program. Um, so we could really do a deep dive into the work um, because I work in drug and alcohol treatment. So I was kind of modeling it after what an intensive IOP program would be with that, you know, population, but pandemic hit and in-person became more challenging. And so then I started looking at, well, let's just start with some long online offerings. And so um, the very first thing we're going to launch with will be a course um, with TJ Woodward, 
the creator of Conscious Recovery. We're going to be doing a three-part workshop in July called um, Healing from Trauma and Addiction. Because in the Conscious Recovery book that he wrote and the workbook, which we co-wrote, we have come up with not only some really um, great education and information about how trauma and addiction interact, but also like really practical tools and techniques from the workbook. We're gonna, it's very much gonna be an experiential course where people will get to actually work with their own material, work with a partner and in small groups through the magic of Zoom, we can do these things um, and really be able to offer uh, this particular module of conscious recovery much as we would have in person when we were doing in-person retreats. TJ and I used to do like three and a half day conscious recovery retreats. And um, now we can uh, do some of that online. So that'll be our first offering. And then I have a, an amazing list of other types of workshops that we'll be doing online. Um, and a lot of education and resources. Like I really am, I have a big target for Firebird, which is for it to be the premier trauma treatment program in the country it's not around the world. So bringing together um, all the brightest uh, minds of trauma treatment, looking at different perspectives, techniques, approaches. So there'll be a lot of information on the resources page, uh, on the articles page, where we're really highlighting, we'll be highlighting different, um, different techniques that are out there. So education is going to be a big part of this as well. And then gradually, you know, I'm going to be hiring on more therapists and experts in these different trauma treatment modalities to provide one-on-one -on -one services. So we also are going to have individual therapy or counseling, possibly coaching, you know, based on where you are in the country. And then as things, you know, become more available for in-person experiences, we're going to be looking at day-long workshops. And eventually, uh, my vision is to have healing retreats, like uh, week-long or multi-day healing retreats in beautiful places in nature so we can get the that you know contribution from the earth because I think um, I know when I'm out in nature it's very soothing and healing for me my body and my being my soul uh, so that yeah there's um, I'd like to have a podcast as well for the just specifically focusing on trauma and I have a whole list of people um, who've really been in a, innovators in the field of trauma healing. I'd love to um, explore that in another podcast. So, I mean, really the possibilities are endless, right? Um, you know, the tagline for my business is, is creating a life of infinite possibilities and Firebird's really going to be an extension of that. And Firebird has a pretty amazing tagline too. Triumphing <laughs> over trauma. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, and, and can you talk a little bit about that? Like you, you mentioned just there um, about how there's a correlation between addiction and trauma. And I'd love to hear more about that. And then that other piece that you're inviting everyone to, which is the triumphing. Yes. Well, so the thing with addiction and trauma, I mean, they do, they go hand in hand. I mean, if you look at the statistics, uh, some studies say up to 90% of people who have addiction issues also have um, trauma that they've experienced, which is not surprising. Um, most people, for the simplest explanation is when you experience a really painful, overwhelming, um, disempowering type experience, 
the pain of that might be so great that you want to escape it. You want to numb the pain. You don't want to remember, you know, you might be having flashbacks or memories. You might have like obsessive ruminating kinds of thoughts, intrusive thoughts, like, you know, where pictures or images of the trauma keep popping into your head and it makes it hard to function. So a lot of people turn to addictive behaviors, food, uh, sex, drugs, alcohol, gambling, exercise, work, you know, you can get addicted to anything, internet, social media. Um, so people are using that as a strategy with TJ and conscious recovery, what we would call a brilliant strategy, um, because it, at some point in time, it might work. You know, it might help you to get through a difficult period in your life if you have um, a crutch, you know, something to support you like an addictive behavior. But usually what ends up happening is, you know, the effects don't last. You keep needing to do more and more of it. Um, you know, the stuff bleeds through and then, you know, the consequences of your addictive behavior create more problems. Like maybe you are getting in trouble at work or you get pulled over and get a DUI or you get some other legal thing going on, or it might impact your relationships. And so it's not a great strategy because it's kind of like slapping a bandaid on a wound that keeps bleeding. Really, we need to get to the root cause of the bleeding and heal that rather than continuously like slapping band-aids on it, right? So that's the basic connection between addiction and trauma. And so it's a huge topic. And obviously, you know, working at a women's, I'm the clinical director at Avery Lane. Um, we've had Camille, you know, as a guest on the podcast before, our CEO and founder of Avery Lane, um, where we're also doing a lot of these holistic therapies because our specialty there is working with women who have co-occurring mental health issues and addiction, and we specialize in the treatment of trauma. So uh, after 20 plus years of doing that work, I, I think I've become pretty expert at it. And I've learned a lot about what works and doesn't work. And so that's why I feel so, so honored um, and proud to be creating the Firebird because it is the culmination of my life's work. And what I have learned and experienced, what has helped me personally with my own experiences and what has helped the thousands of other people that I've worked with um, or that I've been there or that I've supervised other people working with. Well, that's what's been so inspiring about watching and listening to this program over the last couple of years is that there are, you're offering people this amazing buffet of these are all the different things that could contribute to a greater possibility with whatever you're dealing with. And here are all these people that just like you care so much about the world and care so much about everyone that they work with, that they're willing to be really courageous and create something different and be a different voice. Yes. Well, that's the bigger vision, right? Is that by healing uh, each of us, when we are willing to go inside and do our own shadow work, right? Meaning like dealing with all the stuff that we either didn't have the resources to deal with when they happened, or we just didn't know we could get help or support around or whatever it is, but healing that is which that which is still unhealed within us, that has an, a ripple effect on the world. So that when I heal me, I also heal the planet and I heal humanity because um, energetically we're all connected, right? And so uh, what you see in the world right now, unfortunately, is a lot of people's unresolved trauma spilling out into 
like on a global scale, it's kind of like the collective unconscious is like oozing out right now in a really ugly way that's actually creating more trauma through wars and violence and a lot of really gnarly stuff. Um, but if we all are willing to do our own healing, it's going to shift that in the world and you will get, I do really have a sense that we are moving into a, a phase of humanity on this planet that will be kinder and gentler and more honoring of the planet and the animals and you know all of that stuff. But we've got to heal what feels broken within us first. And that's the phase we're in right now. We're in the fire part, you know, like the Phoenix bird is going to rise from the ashes, but right now it's the, 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 everything is crumbling and the old systems are failing. And it's like, all of that needs to kind of, it does need to die for something new to emerge from it. And I think we're in that time. We're in a revolutionary time on this planet and it's real tough and it's real intense. And you know, my vision for, for Firebird, as well as everything I'm doing, including this podcast, is just to support people through that process um, so that they know they're not alone and that, yeah, it might, get a, it might feel a little worse before it gets better, but in the end, we have to heal it. I mean, it's, it's an ugly metaphor, but I think it's very apt. It's like the, the reality on this planet is like a wound that's infected and hasn't healed and it's full of pus, Right. We have to clean the pus out for the wound to heal and for us to restore a sense of wholeness and well-being. Um, and that is the process we're in right now. We're in that ugly process, but we will heal. If we're willing, if that's the thing, if you're willing to look at this stuff and you're willing to do the work, you can have a profound shift that changes the whole course of your life. I've experienced it. The hundreds and thousands of people I've worked with have experienced it. And you can have this too. And I just want to be a resource. And I want Firebird to be that resource that if we can contribute to that healing for you, then we're creating greater for the whole planet. And that's really what I want. I want to live in a place where people are kinder and more caring and we honor each other more and we honor the earth rather than ravaging it and destroying it. Um, yeah, I'd like to see a different reality here. And I'm, and I'm willing to do the hard work and have been to change it. Well, it's so inspiring to know that when we take simple steps to make our own lives greater, to heal what we're holding on to, that it really does contribute to everyone around us and the whole planet. Yeah, that's brilliant. So is there anything that we haven't talked about with regards to trauma that's really essential for people to know about? And Oh, there is one other thing. You've mentioned that there are, and of course, they've many of them have been on the show, some real other leaders in the field, luminaries, people that have, um, you know, inspired voices with regards to trauma and trauma healing. Is there anything that you can say about them? Sure. I mean, the, um, these are all people that are on my, more on my wish list for my trauma, you know, Firebird podcast when that comes. But I think some of the luminaries in the field of trauma treatment who've really been inter innovators and in how we see things have been people like Besser, Besser van der Kolk, um, who talked about, um, you know, trauma, the, the body keeps the scores, his great work. Um, Peter Levine, these are all um, doctor, I should be calling them all doctor, Dr. Peter Levine. Waking, waking the tiger. He he was the creator of somatic experiencing. Pat Ogden also has collaborated with her with him, created sensory motor therapy. 
um, some of the modalities in energy psychology, Roger Callahan, he was the creator of TFT, thought field therapy, which was the original tapping uh, technique and, and bringing East to meet, you know, East meets West. Uh, so bringing traditional Eastern healing approaches, so many of the modalities of energy psychology, and I've interviewed so many people from the EP world on the podcast. Um, all of those folks are so expertise in working with trauma. Um, so we have a lot of uh, Donna Eden's work, energy with more with energy healing and energy medicine. There's so many people, I don't even think I could name them all. Gabor Mate has really become a voice for trauma and addiction, obviously TJ Woodward as well. I mean, the list just goes on and on, but um, so many people have contributed to our understanding, you know, especially now there's so much research that's coming out. Science is like catching up and we can look at the brain and we can see what happens to a brain that's been traumatized. We have an understanding of adverse childhood experiences and how your early life experiences shape your brain and how it develops neurologically. Um, we know now that we can rewire the brain because trauma does impact um, how your brain functions and develops. Uh, you know, the amygdala, which is your, the emotional center of your brain, it's, it's like, it's always analyzing all the incoming information to assess if we're safe. And for the person who's experienced a lot of trauma, their amygdala is overfiring. It's too active and it's always going off with this like, you know, alert, alert, danger, danger, you know, activating this fight, flight, freeze response. We understand this so much better now. And I really am talking a lot more about it. Uh, this fight, flight, freeze response, you know, which is great if you're being chased by a tiger in the jungle. But the problem is that for, especially people who've had chronic repetitive trauma, that amygdala keeps firing over and over again, like we're being in a life or death situation chased by the tiger when we're late for an appointment or our spouse snaps at us or whatever. And we're having these full blown, like panicky, you know, life or death or anger, you know, fight, flight, freeze or shut down, you know, type responses to situations that are not that. So these techniques really allow us to rewire the brain and then, there's, and then there's the whole psychedelic movement, which is really interesting. You know, the MDMA and the psilocybin and the ketamine, and people are finding that these drugs can be very therapeutic when done the right way. And we will definitely be exploring this topic, you know, with Firebird. Um, and eventually, you know, we do have partners too. I am connected to some folks. We had Veronica Gold on the podcast and she runs... Um, uh, ketamine and uh, they're part of the MDMA research project as well. And I know some other people locally here and, uh, and in other places around the country where I, we definitely can refer people to get some of that psychedelic assisted therapy because it's being shown to be pretty effective, not just for like depression, but also for treating trauma um, and PTSD. So I'm also gonna be sharing a lot about innovative new therapies as they emerge, because people are always working on um, new techniques, new approaches. Uh, there's also the holistic, you know, perspective, the biology of trauma. Uh, Amy Apigian, I'm associated with this network. 
where she, they're really looking at um, how does trauma impact how your body functions, how you're able to digest food, your gut biome, you know, like now they're saying, you know, we, we are creating more serotonin in our gut than in our brain. So what happens when someone's had chronic repetitive trauma? Usually their gut is wonky, you know, they have imbalanced gut flora, or they might have IBS or, you know, some other kind of condition that impacts their ability you know, how all our systems in our bodies are related. So if that goes out of whack, all these other things go out of whack. You know, people's hormone levels get affected. Um, their energy levels get affected. So um, there are often imbalances where people are deficient in a certain vitamin or mineral or whatever it is. All of that is inter interconnected. And we have a greater understanding of the physical as well as mental, emotional, spiritual than we ever have. Um, so exploring all of that as well. I mean, it's just, it's a huge undertaking, um, but it's also very exciting to me because I want this information out in the world. I want people to know that if you have experienced trauma or someone you love has experienced traumatic events, little T, big T, doesn't matter, we can heal from this. We have the technology, we have the tools and techniques, we have the support systems in place, we can offer healing. In fact, one of the projects that I'm involved in that I'm, you know, also featuring through Firebird is this nurses healing project. We're going to have Dawn Cloud Alter actually on the podcast here in the next couple episodes. Um, she was moved by reading a New York Times article during the pandemic that was talking about the frontline nurses, you know, in the hospitals who were dealing with all these COVID patients and all the stress and strain and trauma that they went through, you know, and are still going through. Um, during this time and offering some supportive services, you know, where they can get free therapy focused on trauma and using, you know, I've, I have volunteered, other therapists have volunteered to offer this to, to nurses who have, have struggled. I'm going to want to do stuff um, with vets and people who have experienced, you know, military trauma, of which there are many varieties, including military sexual trauma. So, so many, so many possibilities. Um, and I'm just excited to be offering this to the world because like I said before, it's needed now more than ever. Wow, absolutely. And so many exciting conversations that we can look forward to in the future. Yes, yes. So happy to, to be here doing this and happy to have your support and grateful to all the people who tuned in to this episode. Um, if you want to find out more about the work, um, the website is going to be firebird-healing.com. Website will be up shortly and maybe even by the time this podcast airs. And, um, and if you want to find out more about me and my work, I still have my own website, adrianapopescu.org. We're all over social media. Firebird will also have its own social media. And um, I really just, I'm asking you all to help spread the word. Um, share this podcast, comment, like, um, let your friends know about this resource um, because we want people to know that if painful, difficult, traumatic things have happened to you, you do not need to keep suffering. You are not alone. And there are, again, tools, techniques, and support available for you to heal from this and to truly, like the Phoenix bird, to triumph over your trauma. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.